Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, people. This is Carl, and we are going to do our Bible study now for the next probably hour and 20 to 25 minutes. And uh, we're going to continue today, uh, January 7th, 2024. We're going to continue in the uh, never-ending topic that will never end even in eternity is the magnificence and uh, of the cross of Jesus Christ. If it weren't for the cross of Jesus Christ and him willingly taking our sin debt and paying for it after having led a perfect sinless life and been conceived immaculately by the Holy Spirit, if it wasn't for the cross of Christ, folks, none of us would be saved. So we will we will do that very shortly. But before I go into that, I want to give you the phone number if you want to call in. And you can call in and you can ask a question. Or you can call in and uh, give a uh, ask, uh, make a comment about whatever you want to make. But you can do it. Uh, uh, 319-527-6208. 319-527-6208. Hold on just a minute. I'm going to bring Raven on. Okay, you're there, Raven. I'm here. The holidays are... Okay. The hectic holidays are over and I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to pick up on the cross of Christ. What I'm going to do today is, in fact, quite a bit of it. Okay. Is we're going to we're going to I've I've finished one page in about what three months, two and a half months. I got about three or four more to go. Mm-hmm. Biblical notes, and I'm just gonna we're we're gonna read uh, particular verses, and we're just gonna relate them to the the cross of Christ. Why am I doing that? Because it is unbelievable once you start concentrated on it how much of scripture is based on the cross of Jesus Christ. It it is it, it, it just it's amazing to me. So we're gonna yeah. read these little vignettes, these little statements, uh sometimes one, sometimes two or three verses. And it's just going to be remarkable how everything goes back to the cross. That's why we've been saying for two months or so, two and a half months, that the whole central point of your human existence and the whole fulcrum point as to where we're going to spend eternity is what you do or don't do with the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, would you like to pray for the Holy Spirit to more than guide us to control this because if people miss this folks if they miss this and repeat the prayer or your baptism by water or your denomination or your church or your uh parents upbringing or your upbringing if they put if the object of your faith is not in nothing but jesus christ and him crucified you're walking on very, very thin ice. So why don't you go ahead and uh, implore the Holy Spirit to miraculously work as he has every other time we've done this. 
All right. We're, we're so very thankful that the Holy Spirit, that you gave us the Holy Spirit to, to actually indwell us so that we don't have to count on ourselves. We, we, don't, we have absolutely no excuse. We have none for, for why we're unable to follow you because the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And today, we just ask that you remind us as we go through this study to completely give everything over to him, not to try to take it back, not to try to, to, to do it in our own flesh, in our own will, but to give ourselves over to your will completely so that the Holy Spirit is the one that provides us with every verse, every word throughout this entire next 90 minutes. Because when we try to do it in our own will, we will fail. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, thank you. Okay, now I'm just going to be, we're going to take certain verses here, and they're not coming in any particular order. We're not building up to a conclusion or a climax or anything. We're just going to give verses, and you'll see how many verses are related to the cross of Christ. Again, why? Actually, in all reality, the entire book, from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22, uh, what is it, 21, 22, 21, I think, everything is about the cross. Nothing is about anything that we do or can do to merit it. It's all about what he's done. So we'll amen. go ahead and we're just, yeah. No, we're I just said amen. Start, okay, we're going to start arbitrarily here and just throw verses out, and you'll see the connection. All right. First of all, I want to cover the, the important, the, 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 the number one thing, and that is, uh, read James one twenty one. All right, I love James. And you know it's funny, Carl. They say that James people try to use James to claim that it's about works, but actually, if they read it in context, James will also prove that it's about the Holy Spirit. James one twenty one. That's an interesting concept you just stated, though. Let's talk, talk about that a second. All right. The religion I was brought up in, which claims to be Christian, uh, but especially when I was brought up in the 40s, and, and, late 40s and the, through the 50s, uh, mm-hmm. there was actual, it was, it was right out in the open, do not read the Bible because only one person had the ability to understand it. Well, these very people, for 40 years that I was practicing in that denomination, uh, these very people, uh, we always had one or two, uh, maybe three verses that we used to contradict uh, the cross of Christ as the only way to salvation. And one of them was this, what you said, that James himself says 
Yeah. So you're not saved by your faith. You're saved by war. Okay, let's cover that because really the Holy Spirit can't contradict himself. If we see a contradiction, it's our misunderstanding. Right. So let's go to Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Okay. That's a good good point you brought up because somebody out there may be hung up with that. That you're what James said. Okay. In fact, they say James contradicted Paul. Now, isn't that amazing? When every statement in the Bible, every every word was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Not yes. even me or you or any other person would contradict themselves in a, in, in, in 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 authoring anything. And yet we we right. actually Bible studies, Raven. I question whether people are trying to find at times a verse to contradict another. It happens not frequently, but enough that it gets your attention. So we've we've got the Holy Spirit authoring every word. He inspired every word, Old Testament, New Testament. And we got people that say that James and Paul contradict each other. In fact, we've got somebody that I've never met, but have had a lot of conversations with who actually says Paul is a demonic spirit. Isn't that amazing? Right. And yet he's in right. the Bible. If you can right. you just picture folks, when you're taking the words of the scripture, just think of this. And when you're taking the words of the scripture and you're saying that those very words that first Peter one, um, Second Peter one eighteen through twenty one, and Second Timothy three fifteen and sixteen say that every word, and at that time it meant the whole whole Old Testament. Now it means, of course, every word. And you're saying every word was inspired by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was speaking through demons. That is the quickest way to hell for all eternity that I know. You know why? Yeah. Because when you do that, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, and there is no ability to con- to repent. That is the one thing you do can do that there is no repentance for. So that, yeah. that just amazed me that people would be in a Bible study and literally think that the Holy Spirit spoke through demons. But Okay, so let's go to Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Yes. For by grace, by grace, you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Let me say that again. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. And the works we're talking about, folks, are good works. Oh, I pray more than so-and-so. I read my Bible more. I take part in, 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 in celebrating the sacraments more than other people, more than I used to. Those are all wonderful things, but they are a result your works of your saving faith. And that's the key to what Raven brought up here about the apparent contradiction of James and Paul, that James says you're saved by work. No, 
He's very clearly stating. But you know what's difficult? When you've been raised listening, even as a Christian, and you've been listening as a pastor of the church I go to every Wednesday night in a Bible study says, the current church has made itself biblically illiterate. And when you've heard this nonsense coming out of people's mouth, that the Holy Spirit in James contradicts what he wrote in Paul, you've got a, I don't even know the word to use, it is a gigundous task to get people to read the Bible. They read it believing exactly what they've been told, and they don't want to believe anything else. I don't understand that. That is in itself a demonic control. But Raven just made a very good point here. You're saved by grace through faith, not of works of your own. Now, the Holy Spirit can't contradict himself in anything. Okay? Now, let's go back now. We're going to jump around a little bit. Uh, let's go to Titus 2.11. And keep, keep a note, uh, keep, keep a marker in Ephesians 2, because we're going to come right back to that. Go All to right. Titus 2.11. Titus, let me get there. Titus is right before Philemon. Let me find that here. Boy, you pronounced that pretty good, Philemon, yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, Let's see. Titus, Titus, Titus. The tiny, tiny little book here. Let me get there. It is a little book. Yeah. There we go. Okay, Titus. 211. 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And 12 and 13 folks are talking about those people now that have taken advantage of the grace of God that appears to all men, which means they are saved, the grace of God for salvation. And read what Titus 2.14 says is a result of true salvation through faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. You see that? But it follows salvation. Follows salvation. Can I say something here real quick? Something I never noticed before. 211 says the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. So the grace, so all men have that chance. The grace is there. Now in in in, in Ephesians 2, 8, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Now, Here's something interesting. Here's something very interesting. God gives this grace. This grace is there, available for everyone. But we have to accept No one is excluded. Yep. Right. But we have to accept it through faith, verse 8 of Ephesians 2. Perfect. So that, that grace is there. He gives it at some point or many points, or we don't we don't have that 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 answer as to you know like is is it 
I, I personally don't believe it's it's a it's a continual thing like like I believe that that there are points in time when God says but but I don't know I don't have that answer I maybe you do maybe in scripture you, you know what well, no no Raymond I, I'm thinking both ways you could go either way on it but it doesn't make any difference the only thing right. we need to know is nobody's going to say that God didn't call them to be saved. That's right. That's right. Because it says right here, it has appeared to all men. And then we, Ephesians 2, 8, have the ability to then accept it through faith. We see that grace that has appeared to us. And then we say, am I going to accept that grace through faith or am I not? Ephesians 2, 8. Our choice to accept it. But it's not a work. It's faith. Faith is not a work. Verse 9 of Ephesians 2, it's not a work. It's God's grace appearing to us and then accepting that gift, that gift, Ephesians 2, 8. It's a gift. Now, why do we want to read read yourself 2, 9 again? Why do do we want to make it a work? This is very interesting. Nine tells you. Yes, so that we can boast about it, so we can say, look what I did, just like Satan did. Satan was prideful. He wanted something to boast about. He wanted to say, look at me. When we begin to boast about it, when we begin to say, it's my works, it's anything that, anything, anything that we boast about in our salvation makes us, I'm going to use, I'm going to bug some people here, Carl, but it makes Don't us satanic. It makes us satanic. It turns, now I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're necessarily not saved just because you boast no, about you're, something. But, but you're, but you're saying things that are satanic. That's right. That's right. You are pleasing the flesh. You're, you're, you're massaging, you're massaging that, 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 that part of you that is leaning towards Satan. You're, you're, you're saying, I'm leaning towards that side that, that pleases Satan. And, and what that does is it, it makes Satan very, very happy. And, and that's, that's how we could end up walking away from God because it's a Amen. slow process. It's a slow process. There are very few people that just wake up one morning and go, I think I'm just going to walk away from God today. Uh-uh. No. It's a slow no. process. <clears throat> it's a slow process. Okay. And that's there's why so we much you, There's so much in what you're saying here. In fact, again, if I were an attorney, I would get with you and Pastor Rands, and I would tell both of you to sue each other, and I'd represent why you can't represent two people. The reason being, this is exactly what his sermon was about today, what what you are saying. And he went to, now you said that it's, it's guided by Satan when you believe your works did it. Because the ultimate problem here, what is the ultimate thing that you're satisfying in yourself when you want your works to save you so you can boast? What is the one word that underlines all that? The flesh. 
That's right. Well, which also you. give me another word. The what's the one one word is pride. Pride, pride yeah, pride. And okay, and you made the connection. Now this is of Satan. Why do you say that? Go to Isaiah because, chapter fourteen. Yep. No, yep. let's go. Let's yep. do it biblically. I want everything you Absolutely. say to be confirmed by Scripture. You're right on. How does you that? are. Yes, so Isaiah, Isaiah 14, absolutely. And read 12 through 14. Satan is only yeah. living in us. He's putting in us the same thing that took him down, pride. Yeah. So I just want to verify that what Raven said, folks, is not Raven's idea. It is the Holy Spirit guiding her through this because this is exactly the path that Satan took, pride. Yes, yes. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. It, it, it just Lucifer, it, 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 has, it means light. He, he was, he was this high and wonderful created being at one point. He was, but he knew He it. was the number, he, he was the number it. one creator. He was yes. God's number one creation. But he knew it. Pride. Son of the morning. How you are but you how see, you are cut. You see what yeah. this is you know what, Raven, I'm I'm I I'm not remembering my little rule. Uh I'm gonna let you go ahead. That way we won't confuse people. Go ahead, continue. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations for you have said in your heart, I, listen to the beginning of all these, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Exalt, exalt my throne above the, star, above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now, Raven, do you see, connect that with exactly what's happened to me when I determine that it's by my works. Do you see it's the same thing? My -hmm. works save me. Yeah. It's I. I, I, I. What we're lending lending credulence to or destroying the comment is what you said, that it's just Satan. It has to be. He's the one that perfected it. Yeah. All right. So now we found out in Ephesians 2 and 8, 2, 8, and Titus 2, 11, that grace is a free gift of God, and that is the thing that saves us, God's grace. It is received by faith. So people who are saying that Paul and James contradict each other, they're not reading the Bible for the way it's meant to be read because the words, the, the word you're saved by grace and you receive it by faith don't even have a common word to describe because they're different different items. Yeah. So I don't know the confusion again is because 
man in the churches have wants to make at a work that he does, something special yeah. he does. And it's pride. You're falling to, folks, this is why I'm spending so long on the cross of Christ. There can be no pride when your faith is in Christ alone. None. Yeah. It's, it's non-existent. Or you've got a cross that you made, not the one that Christ died on. So now, you just read that in Ephesians and Titus. Go back where you marked Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and read verse 10, and this is what happens after you're saved by grace. Yes, yes. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. They're not our works of God's. Yes. Now, Second Timothy one nine, and we don't have to read that, but it does tell us that these works were predetermined that we would walk in them if we're following Jesus Christ, and they're, they're, they were created in Christ before the world began, before creation even existed. This is how how different salvation and works are. Salvation is a gift of God. Good works is what were given, miraculously given, but the works that God gave us through Christ, not the works that your church or your pastor or some dope like me gives you. And that's where the church is so bogged down today. We're so full of good works, and that's that would be wonderful if it would be the good works of Ephesians 2.10, of 2 Timothy 1.9. Go to Titus 2.14 and read that. Remember 2.11. 2.11 says that the grace of God for salvation has appeared to every man. Now read what 2.14 says, and this is a result of salvation, not a way to be saved, the result of it. Yes who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. There you go. Zealous of them. All right. So we have them. That that was a good distinction you brought up where we have the difference between faith and works and because Christians do say, I've heard it in Bible studies, that James and Paul contradict each other. Christians say this. Well, as far as they confess they're Christians. All right. I'd like to mention something. I'd like to mention something in James, if I could, that, that people use, and I want to say it's true. Because James 2.17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Well. That's exactly, that's exactly what two Ephesians 2.10 is saying. If you have exactly. faith, it's going to produce the good works. You got it. You exactly. Got it. Exactly. And I just wanted to bring it up because people are going to say, Well, they didn't mention that it says there. 
faith without works is dead. It, it is. It is, it is dead because God is going to work those works in us. He's going to do the work. He's going to do that work. Faith without works is dead because it's not true faith. It's not God working the works. Ah, amen. 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 It's not God working in you. That's right. It's not That's God right. working in you. The works of Second Timothy one nine which are the works he predestined us to do according to his foreknowledge before the worlds were created. That's a long time ago, folks. Yes. That's a lot further back than 6,000 years ago. Right. All right. Now we're just going to take verses that relate to this. All right. I want you to go to Luke 9, 23. All right. And I'm not taking these in any order. Okay. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. What do you think you're denying when you're denying yourself? Exactly what we've been talking about for the last, uh, Go ahead. What's, it, what's it been here? You're denying your flesh. For the last uh, uh, half an hour, you're flesh, denying your flesh. What, is, what does the flesh feed on, though? It's pride. Pride. Amen. Exactly what, yes. Amen. Exactly what we've been talking say? about. And what does he say? You know, in, if you, yeah. It, it, in psychology, what do they call it? The ego, pride, self, all the same thing. You know, yep. and, and I don't know all the other words they have for it. I just know from a psychology, couple of psychology classes I took in college, they call it the, the ego. They call it self. It's all the same thing. Ego is talking about pride. It, it's all the same, folks. It's all the same. When you're talking about self, when you're talking about I, I, me, all the time, always pride. It's always flesh. It's always me. It's, it's the same thing. If you have to do it, if you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, I've heard that in a sermon, met several of them before. You do it. You can do it. You, you, can, you can make yourself do better. Do better. If, if, if you're going to a church, I'm going to say this. Straight up. If you're going to a church, if you're going to a church where your pastor week after work week is telling you that you have to do better, that you have to go out and do things for Christ. And, and, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't read your Bible, that you shouldn't pray, but if he's telling you that you in your own will have to get involved. You got to do this and this and this and this. <laughs> All I can say is you better get down on your knees and start praying about whether you should be at that church. Well, do you see what Satan's doing though? If what you just said is about what you do, when Satan in Isaiah chapter 14, the only thing he offered why he was so great is because of I've done. Do you see 
the very things that we're preaching and teaching today in many churches is the very thing that took Satan out of heaven and one-third of the created angels. It was pride. And that's why works is so key, Raven. You know this. Good works are the way to get ahead in any church. And I say any is a general statement because it's people just can't wait to volunteer because it strokes their pride. That's just exactly what you read in Isaiah 14. Where Satan Do you know? I, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Keep going. Do you know well, if... And I, I hate to come to this, but I did it uh, for a purpose because I wanted to make a point. No, go ahead. If you Please go, do. if you if you go to the church to the Church of Satan website, they say we are a- atheists. We don't actually worship Satan. This is what they say. I'm going to read directly from their site. Our position is to be self-centered with ourselves being the most important person, the God of our subjective universe. So we are sometimes said to worship ourselves. Our current high priest, Gilmore, calls this the step moving from being an atheist to being an I-theist. Satan to us is a symbol of pride, liberty, and individualism. We do not believe in Satan as a being or person. You, you hear that? The, the, listen, yep. Satan is yep. to us is a symbol of pride. We, our position is to be self-centered with ourselves being the most important person, the God. They, this is exactly what they promote I, me, self-centeredism. And what is today in 2023 and dare I say has been the position of this country since the 1960s, maybe even the early 19th century or, or before? I, what did they call themselves in the 1960s, the me generation? Satanism is alive and well in the United States and the church as a whole, not every church, but the church as a whole is pushing the same thing. That's the key. Me. We're pushing in the churches the same agenda. Yes. And this is not Raven, folks, being cocky or going off on her own whim. This is something that Dr. David Jeremiah and Dr. Michael Youssef have actually pointed out the week of December 4th of 2023 on CSN, Christian Satellite Network, the radio network. We are only going further and further and further into the sin in the churches that took Satan down. And that was pride, because now that's why you want to boast about your works. And this problem existed 2,000 years ago, because Paul said, why would Paul say, to say you're saved by grace through faith? He added, not of works of your own, so no one can boast, because he understood 
we are just allowing Satan to put in ourselves the same mentality that took him and one-third of the created angels out of heaven. And if your church is not preaching the cross of Christ, plus nothing, minus nothing, because either one is just as evil. If you leave something out or you add more than it said, you are following down the path of Satan, who is what? The angel, the the light is Christ, but he is very good at masquerading, according to Corinthians, as an angel of light. And he does. Yeah. And it's being taught in the churches. Please, re- listen to some. I don't, I don't, all I can tell you is in different days, on the week of, Mar- of December 4th of 2023, I heard Dr. David Jeremiah and Michael Youssef explaining this same situation. You know why they don't worship Satan? Because then they would be like him, having to, like like he was before the fall, having to worship someone else. It's all about the same thing he is. That's right. They don't want to worship Satan because they're going to ascend above the heights. They're going to be the... They're going to be the one, the center of the whole universe. That's right. But you see clearly, you see how clearly, and you can get roped into this stuff by the churches who are preaching good works, especially that you've got to do good works to be saved, and that James is contradicting Paul, or the person that was on this radio program at one time that said that Paul is a demon speaking. Imagine that. They were actually hosting a show on Freedomizer Radio and saying that Paul was speaking to demons. He was speaking through by demons. First of all, I feel very bad for that individual because it appears that they have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. is blasphemy. I don't know their heart, but the words they said is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And there is no... There is no forgiveness. That's the only sin there is no forgiveness for. So rather than being against that individual, it, it is tragic. Yes. But you see where this yes. is coming over Freedomizer Radio, where there are Bible studies that are being done. That's not all it's about. But it's, and, and people turn in and tune in to us, and they, they hear this stuff. And the average person, folks, because I was that way for years, you think what some expert on the radio was saying is absolute truth. No, you've got to go to the scripture. You weigh everything. The gold standard is the scripture. If it's not in the scripture, don't mention it or think about it. If it contradicts the scripture, then either one or both is wrong. You've got to weigh everything by the validity of only what the scripture says. But this whole idea, Raven has fueled multi-trillions of dollars. Free work done in the church. Free work implying that this is the word of God. No, it isn't. We have to have people taking care of maintenance. We have to have people shoveling snow, cutting grass. We have to have people that fix the plumbing, the electrical, whatever things go wrong. We have to have people who get free labor. But, folks, 
This is not the good works that Jesus Christ has predestined you to do. And what it does, and I, you and I both know a person quite well who said that if he was going almost 40 hours a week at church and it was mm-hmm. feeding his pride, and he said this, not me. Mm-hmm. But the, answer, the, thing, the thing you answered there or stated the Satanists don't want to worship Satan. No, that's that's actually right, because then they're in the same thing that the pride fought against worshiping God. They're better than God. They've done this. You're you're right on. Okay. They're their own so Luke nine. Luke nine twenty three says, "Deny yourself." That's deny anything other than God's grace for salvation. Yes. yes. You are saved by grace, through faith, in what? In Jesus Christ. Yes. So let's see what the one thing we're talking about, you're saved by grace through faith. Faith in what? Because we've all got faith, including the Satanists. Read 1 Corinthians 2.2. All right. For I determined not to know anything among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that is one thing only. He determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ on the cross of Christ. You see where our topic? Yeah. He determined to know nothing. Why? Just what Raven's saying. Because it's a very easy slide to listen to some preacher preaching good works. And now think that you've contributed. Get baptized by water, but don't think as the church I sat in, and again, Raven today, Pastor Rands, said it twice. I want you to understand, folks, you're not saved by water baptism, even though we baptize people every week. Why? Because that is not determining to know nothing, as Paul said. Your object, your faith, can be in nothing but Christ and him crucified. Nothing. Now, when you go back to Luke 9, 23, you read two parts. If you want to follow Christ, deny yourself. That means your pride. There's a second thing you must do. Take up the cross. The cross is everything he did for you on the cross and gave you the power to do it. When you take up your cross, the religion... I was raised in, actually stated that that means you suffered like Christ did. So the more you suffer, I literally as a kid would go outside and kneel down on rocks because in my grade school they told us about the pain and suffering. The more pain and suffering, the more power in your prayer. Wow. And this was a major denomination. It wasn't any little thing you've not heard of. It was associated. They have a, uh, they have a place of worship in Canada where they actually have, I've heard, I've not seen it, where they actually have people that kneel on broken, uh, on little pebbles of stone and 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 how that that is 
is purging the sin out of them. It's purging their purgatory time. Now, I'm telling you, I've heard that. And it actually, people will start. They will go down to the bottom of the hill and they'll start walking, but not walking on their feet, but walking by moving their legs and their knees and the stress and strain of going uphill. I've heard this. But this is no different. This is no different than a church telling you that you must be saved by water baptism. And this pastor Rand's that I go to his church. This man is a pastor in a Southern Baptist church. And he, I'm going to tell you, I doubt one week a month he doesn't say your water baptism does not save you because when you're doing that, you're taking part in the very thing that Ravens read that Satan fell by. I did this. I did that. Yes. Yes. All right. So you're so then. The, what is the faith? Read one chapter, verse First Corinthians two two again. What is the only thing Paul is saying that he will put his faith in? For I determined not to know anything among you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Which that means that's the object of your faith. You see that? The object of your yes. faith. Paul yes. said is nothing. You see why the cross of Christ is the most important consideration you'll ever make for all eternity? Yes. Nothing else. All yes. right. Now I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Okay. And I'm going to have you read verse 28 through 31. And again, if you want to follow Christ, it says, if you want to follow him, deny yourself, your good work, your ability, and take up the cross, which we said, take up his characteristics, take up the ability he gave you, take up the powers he gave you. So let's read 1 Corinthians 1 and read 28 through 31. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. And the things that are not, the things that are not, folks, are what? The power of Christ. We can't see it. And it's bringing to what? Bringing to naught the things that are, which is pride. So do you see, when your faith is in things that are eternal, they're not right here. You are going to bring to nothing in your life. It's going to mean nothing to you. Those things that we've worked so hard for, we strive so hard for, we've, we've, we've sacrificed our belief in Christ for, the money, the power, the glory, the worship, whatever it would be. All of, when your faith is in Christ alone, on judgment day, you will see that it is brought to nothing, all the things you used to worship falsely. Okay, now we're yeah. back to Raven's same point of pride. Go ahead. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Yeah. Read 31, just fast forward, read 31 with that one. 
that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Because the Lord sacrifice at Calvary on the cross is what saved your soul. There's only one thing to brag about, what Jesus Christ willingly did on the cross. No, go ahead. Nothing we do. Nothing we do. Nothing we do is 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 going to matter on judgment day. Everything that we've done in our own will is going to burn up. Uh, God gonna, says that gonna, it's all going to burn up. I was going to say to you, no, don't don't say nothing we can do. But you just gave the caveat. Nothing we yeah. do in our own. Nothing we do in our own will, which means that there are things we can do that is going to be rewarded, but what is it? It's Christ working in us, as you just read in Ephesians 2.10 and Titus 2.14. That makes sense. Yep. Everything, everything that we, yeah, everything we do in our own will, if God works it through us, there you go. Then, You're right. then that makes the difference. But, but this is why. This is why when someone when someone says, Wow, this is a great thing you did or da 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 or whatever, whatever, whatever. No, it's not. It's not. It's a great thing God did through me. But but I don't do anything good. Nothing, 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 nothing. Not a thing. I don't do anything good of myself. Nothing. Now stop okay. right there. Stop there in yourself. Read 30 and okay. see if you see that exactly what 30 is saying. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Do you see that's where taking up the cross? It is Christ's qualities of wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption that are now working in you. And that's why you yeah. say you don't do anything on yourself. You're right. You do things, and they're very valuable in the kingdom, but they're not you doing it. It is Christ working in you in 1 Corinthians one thirty. Yeah. Does that make it, sense, it, folks? Yeah. It, 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 it's... Because we don't do, I, I mean, we can't. We can't do anything of ourselves, and that is that is good. It's all. Wait, let me find it. Hold on. Um, Let's go here, Roman. Phil- go, to Philemon- go to Romans eight two and four two through four. You're going to see in here. Well, what you just said is right. We can't do it. God never gave us the ability to do it. Well, and also Philemon 3.8. Okay. I believe it is. Let me find it. Uh, no, Philippians 3.8. I knew it was started with P. But indeed, I yep. also count all things loss for the, ex- for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Or in the King James, I'm reading the New King James, the King James, I think, calls it dung. Is that not correct? 
But I want you to go to Romans. You made a statement. Again, I want to prove everything by the Bible or disprove it, that we can't do anything on our, we can't do this on our own. Read Romans 8, 3, and 4. Romans 8, 3, and 4. Yes. For what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin, sin in the flesh. But the right now, hold on. The... Hold on. Yes. Stop. Yes. What the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, mean our human ability. Yes. God did by sending his son. Now we're going, yes. to get, we're going to get proof of the statement you said that we can do nothing on our own. We can't. God never gave right. us the ability. God yes. gave us the ability to believe in his son and show now, verse 3 shows we cannot do it. So who had to come so that it could be done in us? Read verse 4. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. The, okay, the first phrase, the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us. Doesn't mean we do it. It's fulfilled in us. But it's all substitutionary by Christ dying on the cross and what we do with that concept of he did it. Because if you, this verse means nothing to a person who has any good works at all to either salvation or sanctification. Nothing. Right. Zero. But this, in Philippians said, 3, <clears throat> in Philippians 3, he's talking here about how he was, he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what go. things were gained to, gained oh, to me? On, no. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. He was blameless according to what? He was blameless according to, to the, the church. Law. Yeah, but the now, law Paul, of the church. Right, exactly. But here's what, here's what is amazing. I want everybody to see. In Romans chapter 8, he's saying the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. So Paul yes. was blameless according to the law, but God won't accept the law because we have never been given the ability to obey it. What I'm trying to emphasize, you made a comment that we can do nothing on our own. Romans 8, 3 right. and 4 is God had to do it at the cross yes. to give us the power to do it. Yeah. Well, and 3, in Philippians 3, 3, it says that same thing. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. And the flesh is Same. our effort. The yes. spirit, folks, is 100% Jesus Christ and him crucified at the cross. Yes, 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 the yes. Flesh, the flesh is not referring to sins. Sins are a result of walking in the flesh, which is believing I can save myself from temptation. I can save myself from further sin. That is the flesh. The flesh is merely depending, like Lucifer did, on his ability. 
And it says in Romans 8, 3, God never gave a human being the ability to obey the law. Right. He did give us the ability to trust in nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified, which is the cross of Christ. You see where that cross, again, you can't read a verse without coming down to the cross. Yes. Anything else? Philippians 3.9. Before I I read, do you have anything else? Philippians 3.9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. And anything that I do to obey the law is counterproductive to Christ. Because it's now, I'm now partaking in Satanism. And I like the fact you, I like you pointed out that we're not in Satanism. You're not worshiping Satan because that's just as bad as worshiping God. You're the one. You're the one. Yes. I want to ask you, how many churches? we know that are building multi-billion dollar fortunes in the states and 401ks and all that building on the very thing that took Lucifer down. They're doing yes. it. It's their work. They've done it. Pay yeah. attention, folks. I'm not criticizing church. I'm not against church. I'm, I, go, I go once a week on Sunday. I go to Bible study the pastor holds. But, folks, the church is pointing us to Christ only. If it points to anything else, satisfies any bit of pride in me. That is a problem I'm going to have for all eternity if I don't get back to nothing but the cross of Christ. Yes. All right, we're going to go to more now. Well, that's for unbelievers. No, it isn't. Go to Second Corinthians 13.5. It is 100% for believers where we wrote these things are written. It would do no good to tell an unbeliever to examine yourself, whether you be in the faith or not. They're not in the faith. They never have been. Yes. It is to the church all these exhortations that I'm, we've been talking about for the last, for the last uh, 56 minutes. As we know, Carl, Paul constantly addressed all of his works, all of his letters to the church, to the church, to the every, church. Every, every epistle, it's, it's ridiculous to say these words were written to unbelievers. That Will they help an unbeliever? Absolutely. Second Timothy right. 3, 15 and 16 says the word of God saves your soul as well as reprove, rebuke sanctify and instruction in righteousness. But the letters, every epistle, every epistle is written to believers. And 2 Corinthians 13, 5 specifically states it. Yes. To the church, to the saints. Go ahead. By the way, are not someone who is 
which are, are not someone who is chosen by any church. Saints means people who are saved. Just right, and the church Paul's talking about. Hold on, the church Paul's talking about is not a denomination. It's right. not a group. Not a building. It is the church right. of Jesus Christ that is only born again believers. Right. It's a spiritual church. Okay. Yes. Go ahead with Second Corinthians thirteen five. Written to boys. Oh yes. Yes, yes. Thirteen five. Uh what's right there. Oh, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Prove yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. And this is written to believers, which means, Raven, where you started out about 50 minutes ago, and that is depart from the living God through unbelief in Hebrews 3.12. Now, most of the church says this can't happen. Can't happen. Well, you want you saved, you're always saved. Nope. Read Hebrews 3.12. What would be the point of Hebrews 3.12? What would be the points of Second Corinthians thirteen five? Don't worry about things. You're you're good to go. How right. often I've heard that said in church. You're good to go. Read right. what, what read that Second Corinthians thirteen five again. Examine yourselves. This is Paul writing to a church he started. Ah, uh, examine yourselves. As to whether you are in the faith, prove yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. That's right. He's talking to believers, folks. It'd be no good to tell to an unbeliever. But again, reading the word of God will not break without surrendering the sin of unbelief to the Holy Spirit, you're still going to read it and you're still going to believe what someone said that you wanted to hear. What your tickling ears wanted to hear, your itching ears, your itching ears, the minute some pastor or Bible study person like me tickles your ears so that you can believe what you want to believe rather than what the Bible says, there's no such thing as even showing you, and I've had this experience with pastors. I don't want to say it. I had four of them tell me that in a period of about three years. Can I show you in four different situations? I went to some pastor and I said, "You want? can I just show you why I didn't agree with what you said? And four of them out of four said no. Let me ask you something, Carl. What kind yeah. of... What kind of a pastor? What kind of a, what kind of a person who claims to be born again? I'm just just putting this out there. You just would say, Raven, you just would, answered, you just answered your question. Who claims to be right? What kind of a person who claims to be saved would say, "I don't want to see a verse in the Bible." I'm just I'm just well, saying. I hate to to tell you, Raven, but you know, three or four of them. I know. I know. I'm not 
saying they're not saved. As right, President I was going to say that as well. Like Obama said before he was elected, the morality of abortion. He made the comment, that's above my pay scale. I'm not right. saying they're not saved. But when you right. take your eyes, cross of Christ, where everything comes, everything, right. you are walking on thin ice. Right. Yes. Agreed. When someone says, I don't want to see scripture, you have a God problem. Just like you and I have talked about this before, when there was a time when I was in the church where, where you and I were going, and, and I was hearing scripture saying, yes, you can walk away from your salvation. Now, I had a choice. Did I want to listen to scripture, or did I want to listen to a voice in my head saying, now, you don't believe that. You know what you've heard in other churches. You don't want to hear that. Or I could listen to the Holy Spirit saying, sit down, shut up, and listen to Scripture. Which voice okay. did I want to listen to? Okay, hold on a minute. You just answered part A of the question. I was going to say, yeah. what was that like when you, when you did listen? You just said the Holy Spirit led you to it. That's now, right. when you heard something that was contrary to what you wanted to hear, what your itching yeah. ears wanted, what did you do? Well, I, I mean, I, I, and you remember this day. I mean, I, I was yeah, but I was adamant that, that part in you. I mean, the flesh kind of reared up and said, no, this isn't true. I, this isn't what I've been told. But the Holy Spirit said, and I wanted to walk out. I, okay. I, but what, South Ego. What was, what, was, what was Raven feeling internally as this transition was happening? A struggle. A okay, struggle. Well, you're, you're in Galatians 5.17. That's right. There was a, a spiritual struggle. And I was going to say physical, but it wasn't physical. It's that Ephesians 6.12. It's that spiritual struggle. And, Why and, and you when read, you read that with Galatians 5.17. Okay. Read Ephesians and Galatians. Okay. Because you're right on. We get there. Yep. In Galatians five seventeen. So which one yeah, would you like you me to read first? You can re- you can read uh, Ephesians six twelve first or whatever. Okay, Ephesians six twelve. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Uh, This is so true. I mean, I felt that that day. And then Ephesians. You just said, I didn't say anything to prompt you that you felt a struggle. This was the struggle you felt. You felt Ephesians 6, 12 against the Holy Spirit. And read that in Galatians 5, 17. 
Yes. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So what I'm saying here, the comment you made when I asked you how you felt was struggle, that is proof. You were right on because it was a struggle for your soul. Yes. Oh, yes. I did not want to hear it. I didn't want to listen to it. It was contrary to what I'd been told by men, not scripture, but by men who would cherry pick Uh, some verses. Men. Yep. And tradition and had cherry picked some verses and said, now you've said these words and, and, and it can't be taken away. And my flesh said, that's right. Yeah, I am, I am. I, I, I'm there for life, and no matter what I do, even if I go out and and get drunk and whatever, no matter what I do, he's got me. I can I can go do anything I want to. I can go down that road forever and ever and ever, and nothing's going to change. But that is a lie of Satan. He wants you to believe that so that he can draw you slowly away, just like we talked about earlier. So eventually you just say, I don't believe anymore. You fall from grace, just like Ephesians 5, 4 tells us. You become estranged from Christ. Hold on. It's Galatians 5, 4. Yeah. It, it, that, that's not what I said. I'm sorry if I didn't. Yeah. No, go you have become a. Yes. I think I said Ephesians, didn't I? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, no problem. But, Don't worry about it. Yeah. But this is what happens. We slowly move away. But the Holy Spirit was working on me, and, and, and I just was struggling until literally it was almost as if somebody had their hands on my shoulders it was that strong and said to me sit down shut up and listen because you are wrong listen to scripture listen to what god is saying i I can't even tell you how strong it was it was it was literally like yeah it was literally like somebody you don't have to galatians 5 17 tells us yes it, but it was literally like 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 a physical person. That's how strong it felt. Like a physical okay. person had their hands on my shoulders, was shoving in me, it, it, and it wasn't. But that's how it felt. It was shoving their, them into my seat and saying, "Shut up and sit down and listen. This is the word of God here, not some man. This is the word of God." Let me tell and, you something. And from I that day, I believed. I think you know the girl. Terry Ferguson. Yeah. I do. Okay. She told me of a struggle she had, and she said it actually felt like a physical force. Same as yours, yep. man. Yeah. Yeah. I've never felt what such is a strong. Wow. What, what, is is this what is this struggle about? Are you going to trust in the cross of Christ? Or are you going to trust in what Lucifer is telling us that it's yeah. 
by what we've done. You see the yeah. evil of anybody adding to the cross of Christ? Yeah. Or taking it away? That's something we've determined. The struggle yeah. for your soul, folks, is all based on what Raven's saying. It's the yeah. struggle of Galatians 5.17, which is the cross of Christ against what you can do. Yeah. That's I believe time. God knew. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I believe God knew that was going to be a turning point for me that day. And that so he was like, listen, this is important. You have to listen. I think he knew that for me that was a big turning point, and he just wasn't going to let go of me that day. I'll ask you another question I've never thought of. You're yeah. very active, you're very active in, in spreading the word. Yeah. Was there any desire to do that before this event? No, no, oh, no, yeah, there wasn't. I, I, in fact, I would say that I had, I had almost a fear of talking to people about God before that. I did not have this, this zeal, this great desire to spread the gospel to people before that. It's interesting. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. I did not have this before that. Mm-mm. Not saying she wasn't saved. Right. But God had to get you to this point before he would let you preach the word. I, I believe that's true, yes. Okay, that that was the question. All right, now we're going to go on again. I don't have, I don't have this in any particular order. I want you to read John chapter 3, verse mm-hmm. 18 and 36. All right. 18 and 36. And again, it's going to go right back to, it's going to go right back to Christ and him crucified. All right. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, what's so bad about that? Because only the God, only God becoming a man could go to the cross and die and save your soul. You see where, again, when you don't believe on the Son of God, Jesus Christ, yes. you are denying the cross. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, yes. And that's the only way for salvation. Whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, that is the only way. See, that's why I say the cross and how we take that will determine our resting place in eternity. Now, read verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. I can't say it any different. Either the wrath of God or heaven for all eternity is going to depend on what you did with the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Everything is going to depend on how you interpret the cross of Christ. Now, you also were talking there about Galatians 5.17. 
Yeah. I want you to go back to Galatians, and we're going to read 5, 19 through 21. But I want to stress a point. The, okay. the things we're going to read in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, these things mm-hmm. are acts of sin, acts of sin. Yes. But let's see what the results or what the cause of these acts of sin are biblically. Biblically, yes. and this is very important. I spent an hour on this Thursday night. We're going to try to do it in 10 minutes. <laughs> Go right. and read 17 again, and then 19 right. through 21. All right. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Now, the now, works. Yeah. Go stop with the first phrase here. Go ahead. Okay. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Stop. The works of the flesh. That means. What we try to obey God in our own strength, by our own works, rather than the cross of Christ, what is the result? Now read 19, 20, and 21. These things, folks, are sins, but they come because we are trying to obey God by our own works, which is the flesh, rather than the spirit, which is the cross. Wow, that's... Does That's that interesting, Carl. Oh, it does. They are because wrong. Because this is what I've had because people this is what that happens. you even know, Raven. I've had people that you even know say to me, well, then you're saying these things are not sin? No, I'd be stupider than I sound if I said that. But there are results of the fact that you are now trying to please God by your good works rather than the cross of Christ, which was done for you. And it's what happens. It's what happens when you go down your own path. Eventually, you are going to go down this path. You will. You have no It's like being out in a hurricane or a heavy rainstorm. The Holy Spirit is holding an umbrella over you. The minute you start taking your faith off Christ on the cross alone and putting it on your good efforts, which is pride, the Holy Spirit removes the umbrella and you get soaked. <laughs> now, just read this. Yeah. These yeah. are these yeah. are cause, folks. He, the, the Bible does not call these sin, although they are works of sin. They call them works yeah. of the flesh, meaning your ability yeah. by your to to fight sin. Yes, adultery, fornication uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry. I want to stop on that one for a second. Idolatry does not mean just worshiping a statue or a false, as we think of it, a false god. Yeah. It it means worshiping anything. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to say it, it means worshiping anything. It means focusing our attention on anything that 
does not magnify God. How do I do with that? Good. But you know what my big problem is here in idolatry, and I am only speaking from my experience. I tend to create a God at times that I want to be able to deal with. So he's going to react either way my rationalizing and I find myself doing that and I've always thought well, I don't I don't have mm. any problem with that. the heck I don't. I fancy yeah. this God in my mind based on false knock and sin all you want. God's a loving God. He will forgive No. If there's no repentance there is no forgiveness of sins. Right. If no I, I repentance mean, I, I mean, oh. I could sit here. Unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something right now. I could sit here in my living room, and I could look mm-hmm. around, and I'm quite sure. <sighs> I'm quite sure I could pick out a couple things that are that God would consider idolatrous. I know we could. I'm telling yeah. you what mine is. I tend to fashion a God that I want. Yeah. Mine, you know, I mean, mine, I I know, tends to be that, you know, there are a couple things here that I, in fact, God showed me something last last night that I went, huh, I I never thought about that. I'm going to have to... I, I'm going to have to stop that. But it's things sometimes that we don't realize. And, and so when God brings it to our head, we have to go, okay, I I have to repent of that and stop doing it. But you but, see what you're doing? I'm going to stop you here. I want you to go to do something. Do you see what okay. you're doing here? That is sanctification. At least you're repenting when he brings it to you. Yeah. Now, but, I want you to go to Acts twenty six eighteen, and we're going to see what we have to do to be sanctified. It's the cross of Christ, no different than salvation. I'm very glad you brought that up. I've been thinking about me, how to work this verse. I've been thinking about how to work this verse in, and you've just done it. Well, actually, let, let me change something I just said, because I that's not... When I'm in the right frame of mind, that's not actually what I do. What I actually oh, do we is know that. What okay, I actually you do is. To, you have what I actually do is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let me. Let, yeah. No. We're, we're not ahead, doing the right ahead. thing. Let me. Okay. No, what I actually do is, I say, I repent of it and say, God, change me. Because that's the right attitude. There's only Please one way you can do it, though. But there's only one way you can do it, and that is sanctification. Sanctification yeah. is the moment salvation occurs. It is removing yeah. from you all the pollution, all the dirt, and all the sin. Read yeah. Acts twenty six eighteen. The point is, okay. once you're saved, don't put the cross away because you're going to need it for every moment of your life. Amen. And to open I've been trying to think of how to get this verse in the whole program, an hour and 24 minutes, and you've given me the perfect opportunity. You know why? That very oh, yeah, first prayer, 
The prayer at the very beginning. The prayer at the very beginning. Holy Spirit, you guide us. You guys. That's okay. No, I, I, okay, I see it. But I want you to read this because now that's showing that you have not departed from the cross or this wouldn't be happening. You wouldn't be sanctifying. God wouldn't be sanctifying you. Go ahead. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And then let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2, 2. When Paul talks about faith, he means only in Christ and him crucified. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit got that verse in, because I wanted to show somehow that this whole process of the cross is something we must hold on to every day, and it's a fight every day because the flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. It's a daily battle. Who are you going to trust to get better once you're saved? Who are you going to trust that's going to purge you of your of your idols that you make, of your of your addictions to certain sins? There's no other way to do it other than what saved you. Faith in Jesus Christ at the cross, period, in the conversation. Yeah, not Very me, good. not I. Nope, nope, Raven, you know what? You got that in, and that was the last thing I was trying to work in, and I'm going to stop right there. We've covered a lot right. of verses. We'll get back next week. Next week, I, in fact, I've got notes here right where I'm going to go. And... Uh, uh, so I can get off the phone and give the people coming on next. Why don't you go ahead and say a prayer? We've got about four minutes to go ahead and say a prayer, thanking God for what he's done, because this really was the Holy Spirit, because I was trying to say, i got to get it in where this faith in Christ and the cross has got to last our whole life, not just salvation. Yeah. <sighs> I realize it's God working in you, but still, you are obedient. You did a good job. That brought in what I couldn't figure out how to get in. Thank you. Again, it's obedience. Father, we are so thankful. But you have have the choice of whether you're going to be obedient. He doesn't force you there. Yes. Amen. And that comes right back to grace through faith. Grace through faith. It's I, both. Yep. It's both. But Father, you we did, thank you so you, much. You, you did put the, the rap on the thing that we've convinced people is from the moment of salvation to the moment you turn room temperature. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much for this wonderful study today. We know that it's all you. It's all you, and you proved yourself. You showed yourself. <laughs> In so many ways, you showed how you were in charge of this today, how <laughs> there were so all the verses that you that you brought to the forefront and said, look, this is me. This is me proving that I I'm the one that is going to show you how to live your life. I'm going to give you the verses you need when you need them. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect because I am perfect 
in you. Mm-hmm. Rely on me. You tell us every day. Rely on me. Allow me to work through you. Sit back and relax in my arms, the loving arms of God. Allow me to take the burden. Because when you try to take it, when we try to take it on our own, we always fail. When we allow God to take it for us, it may not be an easy life. We will be persecuted for the name of Christ. But we have peace and contentment in our hearts because of him. And we thank okay, you. I got uh, We're right at 4.30. Thank you, Raymond. And I'm going to cease the program. Thank you. Amen. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 